<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. Back in business. March 1st. It'll probably be March 2nd by the time you see this episode. But it's March 1st. First of the month. Y'all pay y'all rent. Hmm? Was your rent due? Amir, you pay your rent today? You paid it on time? You paid it early? In February? Oh, you... <laughs> you think you better than us out here. Amir paying his rent early, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I just do it when the money come. Do it when the money come. And, and they be like, all right, I mean, I'm not going to get any more money, so... Might as well do it when it comes. Huh? I paid the rent late last night. It was about... It was about 2.30 a.m. What time did I get in bed last night? Like 2-something. So probably about 2.15, 2.30, I remembered. Oh, it's the first. And so I I sent him the bread. And he texts me back, like, thanks for the rent for March. I'll be like. (laughs) Really? At at 2? No, no, no. He he, he hit me today. I was going to say, Willie, be up. Right. (laughs) Party. Man, you still up, Willie? (laughs) Um, but I like the acknowledgement of the rent received because this ain't no landlord to me. This is actually a homeowner, so it's personal mm-hmm. now. Like I was already, I was already good with paying my rent on time to like an apartment complex. You know, they got several buildings. It's less personal, but when it's personal and I'm in your house that you that you put love into and you you raise the family in it. You lived there for 17 years. I can't be late on the rent. It's personal. I like paying the rent now. You know, it's like, man, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. thanks for opening your home. And I told Willie, I don't know if I told you this, but I told him, I was like, hey, man, thank you for letting us into okay. your home. You know? Cause it was hard for us to find a place, mm-hmm. and then he came right on time. Like I needed literally, this, literally right on time, man. And what was uh, a little nerve wracking is how long it took Ugh. for the <laughs> for the acceptance, mm-hmm. like the application and all that. I was yeah. just like, shit, are we gonna get it? Right. Because we really love that house. Mm-hmm. This Shout is out dope to spot. Kiana Charles. Kiana Charles. If anybody in the L.A. area uh, needs to find a home, whether it's buying or renting, look up Kiana Charles. Kiana Charles. <laughs> Great last name, by the way. Yeah. Charles. Oh, yeah. Some it's uh, the uh, T-H-E Kiana Charles on Instagram. Yeah. Let her know that we sent you. This is not a paid advertisement. She just got us into our dream home. She did. She was dope. She was on it. She mm-hmm. was easy to communicate with. She was consistent. Mm-hmm. And she was she was going through it like we were yeah. at the same time, helping us. Yeah. And it was uh, it was amazing. So That's why I just be like, man, no excuses, y'all. Shout out to Kiana. No excuses in life, man. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, your excuses are bullshit. Nine times out of ten, occasionally you'll have a good excuse. Nine times out of ten, people don't get shit done. It's because they didn't want to. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, shout out to my co-host, Water. You already know what it is. 
And I saw your comments in the last episode. I, I screenshot them and I meant to post them on my Instagram. I'm making some of y'all drink more water. My work here is done. When y'all tell me, man, because of you, man, I'm drinking more water, man. That's the ultimate compliment. That is the, the ultimate compliment. Is that, man, Tony Baker made me drink more water. And I'm like, so now, you know, I'm helping you improve your life down to the, to the basic level of existence. Because without this, we don't exist. So now, you telling me that I'm helping you drink more of what, what caused you to exist? Ain't no better compliment. Ain't no better compliment than that, man. Starting a new challenge today. So we doing 25 days in the gym in March. No fried food. No sweets. Fruit is still good, but no, you know, you know what we mean. No cookies, no cakes, no pies, no ice cream. Candy. No candies. <laughs> we know you had the candies. <laughs> no candy. Four gallons of water a week. A week. That's easy. Not a day. If you play, I'm small. It's just nigga. four gallons a week. You're getting off easy with this. And I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's the challenge. I'm currently doing a 72-hour liquid fast. Oh. Um, smoothies included? Smoothies. Ooh. Uh, yeah, started today. I thought I started yesterday, and then I realized, oh, I'm on the wrong day. I thought yeah. yesterday was the first. It's For Mad Long. <laughs> so cash your checks on the month. So get in. You can get in on this challenge with us if you're down. You know what I'm saying? Get in on it. It's challenge day. I went to the gym today. I I got up early. Got up. Took me a while. Fought through it. Got up. Went to the gym before. Excuse me. Before daddy issues was in there. Yeah, there's a lot of people in there. I'm not a social person at the gym. If you see me in the gym, don't talk to me. Just, just don't. You can give me a what's up, a head nod, but that's that's all I need. I don't like talking to people in the gym. I'm just not social, but gee, I don't like hanging out. You know what I'm saying? It's cool that we know each other, but just get out of here. Beat it. Go do your workout. Now, now, if you you know you know me, you you know you might be a fan or whatever. You can always be like, hey man, I'm a fan. Watch the stuff. All I'm always down for that. I'm gonna give you the energy. But after that, let me get the hell out of here, man. I do not like socializing in the gym. Unless we are actively working out together, and then, you know, that's naturally we're going to be talking. But if we're not working out together, then get get the hell out of here. <laughs> get the hell out of here, man. There's people waiting on machines. It's, it's a lot going on, man. We ain't got time to be standing there shooting the breeze foot propped up on the equipment mm -hmm. like yeah you know what i'm saying it's people stalking you for that machine you know how many times i have stalked people just hanging out goofing off having a good time the dudes that's trying to impress the chicks like yeah <laughs> yeah 
Huh? You, you work out here often? Yeah, you're doing. Shut up, man. Get off the machines. Hush. Stop using the gym as a hookup place. Please. Man. Please. Leave it's not, women the, it's alone. not the time. Yeah. It's not the time. If she's into you, she will approach. And even if, even if I was single, you a cute girl, you look good, you approach me, guess what? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, man. You know what I'm saying? Text me later. Find me later on Instagram. You work out at my gym. But the... It's and for you, way. it's even worse because... Sabrina always got a gym story. Oh, my God. I hate it. She always got a gym story. <laughs> and it's just like, God damn, man. But, yeah, man. I was in that gym today. Did a little work. I feel good after I, I leave the gym. I feel accomplished. Yeah. I'll be like, man, I, I did it. Mm -hmm. I did it. But, yeah, man. I forgot to do my movie. Well, I didn't forget to do my movie review last week. They, they just hit me with the... It was somebody else booked at the studio, and I, I didn't know that, so we got caught off guard. But, you know, I was going to do my Uncharted movie review, and then I just ended up doing a little one-minute TikTok review, which wasn't the same as my full-length movie review, but I was just like, oh, goddamn. You know what I mean? So there was that. Um, But, yeah, man. Now, how y'all feel about the gym? Like, when you, when you go, Amir, you go to the gym? No, Amir just slim for no reason, man. As he eats fried chicken, just slim for no reason. See, it's people like Amir that just really chap my hide, man. He probably ain't worked out. When was the last time you worked out? He don't even know. And he's slim. Sick of it, man. I think about food, and I ingest 1,800 calories from the thought. From the thought, instant love handle, reminiscing about food. Anyway, man, sick of it, man. So Laverne Cox, right? Oh, yeah. She she busted a tacky move on the red carpet of an award show where she was interviewing uh, Will and Jada, and she brought up the entanglement. And, you know, Vivica Fox was like, yo, that's tacky, man. And I agree. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not the place for this. I wouldn't bring it up to them anyway. Whether it was red carpet, at the crib, at the red table. I'm just not bringing it up. I'm just like, you know. But Laverne threw that entanglement in there. And, they was, and you know Will and Jada, they professional. They were like, ha, 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 yeah. But, you know, they was like, you son of a bitch. Come on, man. The entanglement, we barely got out of that alive. <laughs> and I just thought that wasn't the move right there. It's like, you know. And, you know, hosting, hosting and interviewing on the red carpet, that ain't an easy gig. I get it. Mm -hmm. Laverne probably didn't think that through, you know. In Laverne's head, she was probably like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good time right here." Mm -hmm. But nah, it wasn't a good time. wasn't a good time to bring it up, man. Come on, man. Come on, you know. But I'm sure Laverne be like, "Man, my bad." 
I'm sure it's gonna be like, ah, sorry, y'all. You know, it was in the moment. Red carpet, you know, it happens. You know, it happens. We say the wrong thing sometimes, then we look back and we just like, oh, god damn it. Sorry, y'all. Entanglements. Queen Elizabeth returned to work after COVID. That's what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth is back at work. And y'all out here making goddamn excuses. See, that's what I'm talking about. Queen Elizabeth is 95, had COVID, and went back to work. Y'all be folding up on way less. Oh, I couldn't get it done because it was just, I, I just couldn't. She 95. COVID could have been like, you're coming with me, Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. But now she's like, man, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm going back to work. Now, I don't know what a work day consists of with Queen Elizabeth, but whatever it is, it's like, a lot. I feel like she'd just be showing up places. And they'd be like, and that's work. The queen is here. Yeah. And, then like, and she'd just be like, and she'd be I'm sitting here. there like, and then she leaves and she got to go to another place and be like, I'm here. The queen is here. Oh, okay. Just showing up <laughs> mm-hmm. is work. That's a lot. Especially when you're 95. 95. Every move mm-hmm. is work. When you're 95 years old, this, grabbing a water bottle and putting it in a different spot on the table, that's a work shift. If you're 95. But like you said, I think working keeps her young. Like, cause she, she be moving. She be moving and grooving. You, you ever see the video of her cutting, cutting a cake? Uh-uh. It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> she's like trying to figure out how to cut a cake and she's, she starts to cut it. And she's yeah. like, oh, okay. All right. Now somebody else take over. Also, she didn't even finish <laughs> didn't the even slice. She didn't even finish cutting it. Yeah, man. She's like, I'm gonna stab this cake, and then somebody else come come take over. Right. Cutting the cake is it's pretty nerve wracking, mm-hmm. especially when everybody watching you do it. I don't like it when Sabrina watches me do stuff one on one. Yeah. Now you put the press in there, they chicken 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 cameras, and I'm doing something basic like cutting the cake. That's mm-hmm. too much pressure. That's a lot. I'll be like, hey man, can you not, can y'all not watch me? No, this is. A, the ceremony, the cutting of the cake at a wedding, get me out of here. Get me out of here, man. I felt confident in cutting the, the the breaker board birthday cakes because the pressure was off. And I could just cut the squares and you know what I'm saying. Whatever. It's kids. Pressure was off. And it's not my day. It's not about me. But shit. Um, can we also talk about how Jason Lee reported that the queen died? And he got the inside scoop from the royal, the royals themselves. Wait, the actor Jason Lee? No, Jason Lee, uh, oh. he's a reporter on Hollywood Unlock. If you see him, you'll be like, oh. Or maybe you might not. Actually, I don't know. I was like, Jason Lee? It, that would be hilarious. It was, it's him. He does, uh, he like, reports on celebrities and stuff. He's but British? He, no. Oh. That man live out here. He up oh. the block right now, probably. <laughs> he said, yeah. he said he said what now? He got the inside scoop that the the queen died. Oh shit. <laughs> Reported it. And uh Did he get in high water? Yeah. A hundred percent. That's they, a bold lie. That's crazy. But then he doubled down. He did? Yeah, no, he yeah. did. He did. He he backed yeah. he was like, nah, I He's like, my sources are rarely ever wrong. Like I'm I'm still I'm I am i still believe this. Oh wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, he he losing credibility. 
Who does he work for? The internet. Oh. <laughs> so he he doesn't have a you know he's oh, not Hollywood a, unlocked. No, Hollywood, Hollywood Hollywood Hollywood's yeah. unlocked. Yeah. E. Hollywood unlocked. Yeah. Oh wow. E Hollywood unlocked. Okay. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, the just, cred- credibility loss. It's just funny because if you know who he is, it's like how do how do you have a direct line to the mm. royal family? Scoop. Yeah, he met Megan probably twice. It was yeah. like I know the I know them. Yeah, they she my, told me they my besties. <laughs> but I did see a picture with Megan and Harry or William. Who she with? Harry. Harry with Chris Spencer. Oh. <laughs> he has a comedian by the name of Chris Spencer. And I guess they were at the NAACP Awards. Oh, yeah. So they maybe were. he was there. This was before. Oh. Yeah. This was this was before she got COVID? No, this was before the awards. Wasn't the awards uh, after she was announced? After it was announced that she got COVID? She got COVID last week. The awards were like this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This weekend. So the Jason Lee thing was before. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But. Megan and Harry are out here, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. They are in the mix, maybe, definitely. Maybe she was the scoop. Psst. Yo, the queen's dead, yo. But he, he reported it before. Oh, you mean. I'm saying uh, maybe Megan was like, yo, she's really dead. Yo, she been dead she for was years. Like, what you talking about? And that's his source. You think the queen's been dead for years and this is just like a. What if she been dead clone? this whole time? Not this whole time, but she been dead for like months, and they just like, yeah, she got COVID, this, that, and the third. But she really they didn't want they didn't want to release the fact that she had COVID. Oh, they were like almost forced to because they're like, yeah. But I mean, what I wouldn't even she, be mad at that. What if she really out here dead on arrival, and and then whatever queen you see henceforth is an imposter, like Paul McCartney. It's real. It's really a person with prosthetics on. That's crazy. It's Helen Marin. <laughs> I would love that. What's, what's the, the Paul McCartney thing? Oh, uh, oh Paul yeah. McCartney actually died years ago at the height of the Beatles' fame in a car crash, and they replaced him with a lookalike who had surgery in order to look the most like him. Uh, there's a whole documentary on it, and it's so it's so crazy. And then there's like. Uh, like subliminals within the Beatles songs that's that let people know like Paul's really dead and like it, it's a whole conspiracy it's a whole like insane mm-hmm. situation but yeah allegedly Paul McCartney's been dead for years and the guy that we've been seeing is just a, a look like and the reason that they didn't want to release this is the reason why they would have had a look like the reason they want to release the fact that Paul passed is because they had so many young fanatics that were obsessed yeah. that they were like we don't want to deal with the repercussions of mm. if we tell people like hey paul died um, wait look up when he was supposedly killed they think paul mccartney got like i mean he got fans but like like that like that well, would be the the reasoning behind it like I, his fans are that in the height oh yeah in the height of the, Be- the beatlemania was when was he supposed to supposedly passed away? That's what I was going to ask because it was like, okay, if we're talking back then, yeah, I get it. But I'm talking about like something recent is like even over MJ passing kind of thing. Uh, like? 1966. So November 9th, 1966 is when he allegedly so, died. Which in so 19- by that logic, okay, I can okay. But by that logic, we we fans of the imposter at this point. If he was supposedly replaced in 66, they didn't put out 
mad albums since then. Mm-hmm. And we've been watching them perform since we we want the imposter at this point. Yeah. The real the real I don't know who that other guy is. The I real ain't... Paul didn't really set nothing off. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because if, if he was replacing 66, the majority of us only know the the imposter. And that's what we love, man. Imposter Paul. Yeah. And the imposter is vegan, so you already know I'm There it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if that was the case. Uh, for the people who want to see it, the documentary was released in 2010. It's called Paul, Mac- Paul McCartney is Really Dead. Um, or really is dead. The last testament of George Harrison. Oh, uh, George I watched Harrison it. Is also dead. I watched it, and it's really, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's like really good. Like uh-huh. the footage and the stuff that they have. It'll really, like I remember I worked for Paul McCartney uh, before I saw it, uh-huh. and I remember thinking back, like, hmm. Maybe that wasn't Paul. Like, uh, I was like really trying to like pick things apart. I was like, yeah. who was that man that I was feeding? But that, at that point, that is Paul. It is Paul. Yeah. Because everything you've seen pretty much was has been that imposter. Yeah. That was the imposter on Thriller. That yes. was the imposter on Abbey Road walking across the street. Mm-hmm. That was the imposter in, uh, what was the group he was in? Uh... Oh, the one with the uh, the singing group. Yeah, uh, Wings. Hold on, me. Somebody said that the imposter, the imposter featuring Wings. Yeah, Wings is the group he was in. You yeah. know what I mean. So at this point in the game, yeah, we fans of that young imposter. Mm-hmm. So he might as well just be like, "Yo, my name is Steve <laughs> Richland, mm-hmm. and I'm not from Liverpool." But mm-hmm. I've been Paul this whole time. That'd be a really great movie night for you and your uh, Patreons because yeah. it's it's so mind blowing. You have to talk <laughs> about it in the moment with somebody. Yeah, it's streaming. Let me see. Um, I you could watch it on YouTube for a dollar ninety nine. Oh, okay, um, that's cheap. But the thing is, for the watch party. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. But I watched it alone, and I just kept looking around, like, "Y'all seeing this? Ain't yeah. nobody else in the room." <laughs> yep, say, say, say. Andrea says that's that's the imposter on that track. Say, say, say what you want. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, oh. Google Play. Oh, sure. And Tubi. Good old Tubi. Yeah. Um. Jason and Lisa work it out. What's that? So uh, last week it was reported that uh, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet were getting oh. a divorce, uh-huh. and this week uh-huh. they decided to work it out. They, really? they saw the streets and they said, "This is not for me. <laughs> ah, yeah, <laughs> let me go home." They worked it out. I yeah. love it. Well, they working it out. It's yeah, always a work in progress, but yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I like his energy, man. Oh, uh, Jason. He just seemed like a happy dude, man. Like they, yeah, like he seems like he's always in a good mood. Yeah, that's yeah. the vibe. He's got like that Zen mode, like you know, and you know this. This is based on you know the videos that we see in his captions and like you know the way he communicates. It's just like man, this dude, mm-hmm. the good energy and like the way he refers to his his family and stuff. I'm just be like, man. This guy's happy to be here. Yeah. You know, uh I saw a picture of him and uh picture of him and Channing Tatum 
yeah. on his Instagram, and I read the caption. He's just like, man, so proud of my uh, Zoe Bear, or whatever he calls mm-hmm. her, because you know Batman. The Batman comes out, and so I was just like, man, this, this right here, man, the blended family beauty and the, mm-hmm. and the appreciation. I was just like, this. Yeah. And like you know, you see pictures of him and Lenny Kravitz together, and he's just happy to be, mm-hmm. you know, in the pictures. Just like you know, Lenny Kravitz all serious and chiseled, right? But just Jason chilling. is like, <laughs> you know, hovering. To yeah, you know, all in. I'm yeah, just like, man, this guy, man. So that's dope to hear. They've been yeah. together for a while, man. And I'm excited to see Zoe and the Batman. Oh man, me too. The Batman. I love her. Yeah, she's dope. I'm such a fan. That um. That show that didn't that got canceled, uh, what's the show? Oh, High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Yeah. Man, I really like that show. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. I was all in. You finished it. I did finish and it. You didn't hate watch it. I didn't hate watch it. I actually loved watched it. Sabrina hate watches stuff. Though. I really, if I start, I'm gonna have to finish it with nothing in my soul. <laughs> she be hate watch. I hate this show. I'm on episode seven. I'm, just be like, <laughs> I'm on the last episode this? of the sixth season. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I can't stand it. I'm on, I'm in season ten. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn. What about the shows you like? I gave up on it. It was it was good, but I just didn't hate it. That's weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> Why do you that. do this? I don't know. I don't I really don't know. I wish I had more for you. Why are you doing this? I was watching White Man Can't Jump Again randomly last night on the couch. I fell asleep. <laughs> and it was uh Cause I was watching Fight Club, yeah. Then I saw White Man Can't Jump on the thing, and I've been kind of Wesley sniping it up recently. You have, and I was like, let me let me tap back into this movie real quick because I remember enjoying White Man Can't Jump, but at the same time, I was just like, it's all right. The big box office hit at the time, and uh, it was a good pairing of Wesley and Woody, and Rosie Perez really stood out in that movie, and. It was just funny seeing the trash talk of 1992 basketball court. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what, what the hell? Let's just get off of mother's, man. I just got off of yours. And I was just like, mm-hmm. God damn, that's an old-ass roast. And uh, But then I passed out and fell asleep. I probably would have slept on the couch the whole night, but I was cold. Uh, yeah. And then I woke up and I was like, ugh. It was really cold down there. It was cold. It's weird because it wasn't that cold upstairs. But when I went down, because I was like, man, he probably fell asleep. Let me go shut everything down for him. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. So I got up, got the cat squared away. And Midnight was really harassing me last night. Like, he was really, like, he was acting like he was mad hungry. But he had food in there. And I'm going to get to that question, Kobe McGuire, because I just rewatched Money Train. Um yeah, he was on me. He kept, you know, watching me. I wake up and he was staring at me, and then he was rubbing my feet, and he was under the chair, and he kept trying to hop. And I was like, "Man, what you doing, man?" Mm-hmm. He had food in there, so he was on my ass. But then when it was time to lock him up, he was in there. So I guess he just wanted water or something, or maybe he just wanted to be locked up. Yeah, he probably did. Cause they lately they've been uh, they've been okay with it. And then once I clink up the water dishes. Whoever's missing usually shows up when you clink the water dishes. And so Dapper pulled up, <laughs> sleep in his eyes, like, yeah, get your ass in here. <laughs> and then you popped up. I'm like, oh, shit, you scared me because I didn't think you was up. And then uh, I was just like, yeah, let me get the hell out of it. I was really tired. I was at a house party on Oculus. Yeah. I was up all night. 
I was big tired. I was like, man, I'm hanging on by a thread, y'all. And yes, I did see Money Train. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I enjoyed it. It didn't do well at the box office. It made $35 million at the box office. The budget was like 60, 65. Um, it made like 35 domestically. Uh, the critics didn't really like it either, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, Robert Blake was a good villain. Um, the premise, the back and forth between Woody and Wesley, I think they're a good duo. Um, that's when I really noticed Jennifer Lopez. Um, I was just like, yo, who the hell is this? You know, I really liked her in that movie. Oh, yeah, and that's man. what made me start rooting for her after that. And I was like, man, I want to see her more often. I want to see her win out here, man. She's fine. And then uh, and she blew up. Mm-hmm. She blew up. She had some good movies. I was telling Sabrina this. I was like, she had good movies. Like Money Train, that was the first time. They really like, you know, she was Latina from the Bronx. And I was just like, yeah. And that's where it ended. And that I feel like <laughs> after that, they were like, all right, you are no longer going to be a Latina. And you're, you are, you'll never hook up with another black man in a movie. That's mm-hmm. just something we won't do. Mm-mm. And it was, Although, Selena was after Money Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and I'm not sure if Me Familia was after Money Train either. But outside of that, she's been Italian. Greek. Uh, <laughs> Greek. <laughs> They're like, yo, she's going to be everything but Puerto Rican right. in these movies. Nobody knows what a Puerto Rican is. Yeah. Be something else. Yeah. You know, you're going to be something else. Here's your dad. Your dad will be played by Robert De Niro. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, so. You've never even heard of the Bronx. You've never been there. You don't know what trains there. to get. Lose that to to get. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi, I'm a wedding planner. Oh, oh it's really nice to meet you. Oh, is this movie? your husband? I'm a maid in Manhattan. I'm gonna sleep with him later. Did you see Maid in Manhattan? <laughs> a million times. Was she? What was she in that movie? Italian. Italian. Did you see the wedding planner? Yes. A what was she times. in that movie? White. I don't know. She's just white. Did you see Monster in Law? Yes. What was she in that movie? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie with uh, her and uh, Leah Remini? Where she goes back to like work at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Did you see that movie? I just recently, I started, not recently, it was a few months ago. I started it. Yeah. I never finished it. I forgot what happened. I think I fell asleep. Was she J-Lo in that? Was was they letting her be? No. No? I think she was a single mom, though. Okay. That's about it. Was she Puerto Rican? That would be terrible if the finally she's like Puerto Rican, but they make her a single mother oh, struggling. I'd be like, you bitches. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she finally second, Puerto Rican. Second chance. That was the name <laughs> of it. But yeah. but here's what I was saying though. Early on, you know, I see I see Jennifer Lopez in Money Train. And then I didn't see Selena because, you know, I ain't I didn't want to be sad, so I avoided Selena. But I respected it. And then she was in out of sight with George Clooney. And then in this movie, her dad was Dennis Farina. Oh. He's Italian. Yeah. From Chicago, from Chicago. And uh and then so Out of Sight was dope. I liked her in that movie. She played a cop. She was tough. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then she was in the cell. Ah, oh, the cell. The cell was a good movie. She was like an FBI agent or a cop. That went into people's dreams, or what? She was in the dreams of a serial killer. I like that movie right there. But then after that, 
It was romantic comedy fluff. Romantic comedy fluff for J-Lo after that. I did just watch Hustlers again. Hustlers. She was good in Hustlers. And Hustlers is literally probably one of my favorite J-Lo moments. Like, yeah. she was fine, obviously. Yeah, fine she as hell. Great. Like, uh, that first scene when she... When she's uh when she comes out dancing on the pole and all of that, man, she could she could have really been a great stripper. That's a possible career if she's um interested. Uh and just who she was, I believed it. But she again was in Puerto Rico. I looked up the real girl. I think the real girl I I ain't Wait, gonna that's lie. based on a true story? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I don't know if I forgot that or Oh yeah, it says it. Oh. They say it, they mention it in the movie. Oh, They're shit. like, it's just still based on a on a true story, and they keep going. Okay. Um, she she was a producer on Hustlers. Oh, good. Yeah, she and Hustlers good. was dope because everybody was in it. Lizzo was in it. She killed it. Cardi B, even though she was in it for a little bit, she still killed it. She made her presence felt in that small yeah. screen time. Yeah, because well, one Cardi was a stripper, obviously. So like, who else are you gonna call, right? Yeah. And then uh, she just felt like. Like it all felt so real and organic. Kiki Palmer was adorable Kiki as always. Kiki Palmer was good in that. She was real good. Everybody was good except the lead. Yeah, I didn't like the the lady. The lead, I was just like, uh, but everybody else on the side. So let's let's look at Jennifer Lopez filmography real quick, okay? She she did Me Familia and Money Train the same year. So you know what I'm saying. So I'm all in. All right. She was in the movie Jack, which I never saw. I love Jack. She was in that. I love Jack. I'm not sure what she, who she was. I think she was a teacher. She was like, yeah, she was Jack's teacher. Was she, and she was so sweet. She was just there. <laughs> her ethnicity was teacher. She uh, Selena in 97. She was in this movie called Blood and Wine with Jack Nicholson. Never seen it. She's an anaconda. Uh, anaconda, I feel like I remember her. Talking Spanish? I'm not sure. She could have been. She could have been. She could have been Latin in uh, Anaconda. I can't remember. Then she was in the movie U-Turn. Okay? Then she did Out of Sight, which I loved. And then she did The Cell. Her name in Anaconda was Terry Flores. So okay. She, so there's, okay. there's hope. And she looked amazing in Anaconda. She I looked was so like, good. Damn, she looked man. real funny. <laughs> it was just ridiculous how good she looked in Anaconda. So... So then after The Cell, which did good at the box office, these movies, mind you, Mind you, these movies were not, well, U-Turn took a huge L, but Anaconda was a hit. Uh, Out of Sight did fairly well, but the critics loved it. Uh, the Cell was a hit. But then after that, it was wrote, she did The Wedding Planner. She Yay. did Angel Eyes. Aww. She did um, Enough, which is, you know, I saw that in theaters. Um that movie was okay, but I felt like I had seen it before. I felt like it was sleeping with the enemy again. And like yeah. this time, she's fighting back. Um, and she did Made in Manhattan. Then she did Geely, which was a oh huge, terrible, epic bomb of a movie. Like that movie is considered one of the worst to ever do it in mm -hmm. movies. And she 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 had a role in Jersey Girl and Shall We Dance with Richard Gere. And monster-in-law. But then, she come back to the roots 
El Cantante. I knew you were coming. I was like, she came back. El Cantante. She was, she was Latina again. Her husband was too. They were killing it. They were yes. based on real people, but the people didn't show up. Yeah. They did. They didn't give it that box office. Which sucks because Hector Lavo is a dope individual, Heck, and I feel on. like regardless of where you're from, it's a, it's a dope story. It's Man. it's really it's really dope. Um, Puerto Rican, finally. And uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Anthony Mark can Anthony. act. Man. Mark Anthony is great because even in uh in the Heights, his his character is short. Yeah. But I'm like, I think I hate this guy. Yeah. In that short amount of time, yeah. and you're supposed to. Right. I was like, okay, Mark, you delivered. He can act, man. Yeah. Mark Anthony was is is a natural actor, in my opinion. He was in the movie The Substitute as a villain back in the day. Mm -hmm. He was uh, also in uh, Man on Fire, and you know you you end up hating him in Man on Fire. But uh, she has the backup plan, mm -hmm. and uh, what else she got going? The voice. The voice, you know. <laughs> she's in this movie Parker with uh Jason Statham, so I can deepen the voice a little bit. Um It's hard going through uh IMDB now that they have music videos in the filmography. So now it's like mad music videos within mm -hmm. the she was in this movie called Leela and Eve with Viola Davis that I never saw. Yeah, I see that. She's in the boy next door. She's on this show with Ray Liotta that uh, Shades of Blue did uh, 36 episodes. I like Jennifer Lopez as a cop. Anytime she's a cop, law enforcement, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, uh, she's not a cop in the romantic comedy fluff, so it's usually keeping me at bay. But... I heard good things about that show. I heard good and bad things about that show, actually. But anyway, how did I get here? <laughs> how did I even get on how this? Did we, oh, uh, Money Train. Money Train, yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to uh, I wanted to throw this in. Uh, if you guys are into books at all, there's this book on Audible called Book of Baraka. Okay? Um it's an Audible original, co-authored by acclaimed writer Jelani Cobb, a staff writer at The New Yorker. An innovative and groundbreaking Audible original, The Book of Baraka mixes prose and poetry, musical interludes, and powerful soliloquies. Hear how Baraka, the mayor of Newark, New Jersey, grew from spoken word artist to school principal to successful politician. Uh... Ross explores his life in depth, including stories about his father, poet and activist, Amiri Baraka. He vividly captures a tumultuous period of political and social struggle and ultimately boundless hope and renewal. Visit audible.com slash the book of Baraka and listen now. All right. So if you in the if you into them good books like that. Based on the real, you know what I'm saying? Based on the real person. Look at look at Simone L. Like, yes, my mayor, Newark, New Jersey. So if y'all are in the real life stories of encouragement, adversity, all that good stuff, check out Book of Baraka right now on Audible. It's an Audible original. Get in on that, pull up, bring your earlobes, bring your mind, 
and tap in, man. Shout out to New Jersey and all that, man. Um, I've been to New Jersey, had a good time. I performed in New Jersey, had a good time, man. So, yes, indeed. So, check that out. If you love books, get in on that. Again, that's Book of Baraka, an Audible original. So, check that out, y'all. Oh, the movie with Viola Davis was good, says Andrea. Okay. All right. I'll have to check that out. Okay. So, let's get to some questions. Well, I'm going to get man. to the main question last. Last. Okay. Because it's going to be a lot. Okay. So, we'll start with Mishi Cake. Mishi Cake said, found out that the kid, 12 years old, was picked on today. Ever dealt with bullying as a kid? Me personally, yes, I was bu bullied. Um, I was a bully at one point. Oh, I was a bully at one point. And, you know, I have tremendous guilt about this, but I was a bully when I was younger. Um, I was going through some things at home, and I think I lashed out. And this is no excuse, but... I think that's what the root of it was. It was just like, you know, let me let me pick on this guy that, you know, everybody else seems to pick on. And, like, you know, his name was Gerald Meyer. And to this day, I hold the regret. Y'all ever see that movie Flatliners with uh, Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland, and Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon, that's, that's the movie where, if you haven't seen the movie, it's where they figured out that you can bring people back from the brink of death. And so when they would, so when these students were actually, you know, going as far as to flatline, they would bring them back from from actual death. So when they came back, they were haunted by things in their past and in their life that either haunted them or bad things that they did or whatever. So they would they would get visions and and actual physicalities of the wrongs that they did in their past. So like Kiefer Sutherland, they bullied this one kid and ended up, you know, causing his death inadvertently. Um, you know, Julia Roberts was getting images of her father um, and Kevin Bacon was getting images of this girl he used to tease uh, back when they were younger. Um, and so this girl would just appear just run up on him on the train and just start yelling at him and just insulting him like just rapid fire. And he was just like, what the hell am I, what the hell am I seeing? And so, you know, this guilt manifested itself into a real presence in his life. And so he was able to find this girl and apologize for how, you know, he treated her back in the day. And that's how, that's how, I want, I want to find Gerald and just apologize for being so mean to him. And we fought a couple times. And he wasn't no punk, though. Like, we fought. He fought back. Hmm. I remember one time we were fighting, and we got jumped by the kids. Me and him were fighting one-on-one, -on -one, and when we fell to the ground, we got stomped out by the, the rest of the kids who just wanted to fight, too. And so he's like, we're going to stomp both of y'all out. I was like, what the hell is it? Hmm. But um, so I was a bully. And, you know, deep regret. It haunts me to this day. Um, and I was just mean to him for no reason. And I was just like, man, you know. And I remember being mean to certain kids. Like, you know, I remember this one kid. His name was David. And he asked me. He was like, where'd you get your shirt from? It's a cool shirt, man. I was like, your mother gave it to me. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was just like. <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to ask her. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have said. It was so unnecessary. And I was just like. 
you know, and I was dealing with things that I was seeing at home, and it was just like, I don't know if that was my way of, of, you know, processing that. And I was just like, I don't know. But I was like, I felt bad immediately when I said that to him. And I was just like, I remember apologizing to him later, and I was just like, I'm sorry I said that. You didn't deserve that, and I'm sorry. Like, I remember apologizing. And this is like fifth grade, maybe sixth. And so I think I learned a valuable lesson in that moment. It was just like, this isn't who I am or want to be. And, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and I was just like, man, you know, and I never really got to it because there was no therapy for me as a kid. You know, it was just like, I don't know how to deal with these emotions, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so fast forward to me having my own children and, you know, it was there was this – and I would always check in with the boys. I would be like, yo, y'all good at school? There's no bullies, this, that, and the third. And they they would tell me about kids, but there was no um, there was no real like, man, they just won't leave me alone. You know, it was none of that. But I guess there was a kid trying to bully Sincere, oh. and then Serene stepped in on that. Yeah. And so it didn't last long. It yeah. was just like, you know, Serene handled that when it was time, when it was crunch time. And so that was really the only instance of, you know, bullying that the Baker boys, you know, as far as what they told me and what they conveyed to me. But and then I was bullied on the other end. Uh, when I went to a new a new school, I was bullied because of my shoes. I had low budget shoes on and I, you know, I wore the same jeans all the time. So it was just like, yo, man, he wearing, look at his shoes, look at his jeans, you know. And so I felt the heat. You know, even though I had already, like, you know, come to terms with how I was making people feel, I still had to get that energy back. That karma still had to come for you, boy. And so mm -hmm. so now, you know, I, I felt even more so. And I was just like, oh, this is what it feels like, you know. Even though I was ready to fight, it's still, even though you're ready to fight back, you still feel bad. You still feel like, man, leave my clothes alone, man. And so... Ever since then, it was like, yo, I gotta get the Nikes. I gotta, I gotta make sure my shoes is, is not low budget now because I'm in a different school, I'm in a different area, and so, those were my experiences on the bully end of life. It was just like, damn. So I've tasted it on both sides. Yeah. You know? So it was just like, man, this is, this is a learning experience right here. I was bullied bad. Yeah. In elementary school. My mom, so for those who don't know, my mom uh, left New York when I was still in elementary school uh, and moved us to California, no Northern California for a little bit. And uh, this was the 90s, like 90, literally, like the like early 90s. Um, so they don't know what Afro-Latinas is or anything like that. So I was really the only person who looked like the way I did because my hair was huge back then. You saw me when when I was younger, how big my curly yeah. hair was. So my hair was always really big. And uh, people would always like be like, why is your hair like that? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like I was confused. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And um, so it, it turned into racist uh, mm. bullying, especially after my dad picked me up from school one day. Mm. Um, they said, yo, your dad's black? I was like, mm. yeah. And they're like, uh, and then they started putting gum in my hair. I got pants. I got rocks thrown at me. I got uh, picked on all the time. The only people I, I hung out with was uh, 
I used to go to the uh uh what's the I, all right. So my only friend in school at that time was mm. this kid named Charlie who had Down syndrome because he was the only person who didn't pick on me. Because, yeah. of course, he's innocent. He doesn't know. And so he, you know, he was like my only friend. Everybody else used to like really just give it to me. Like it was bad to the point I couldn't even hang out in at the like the swings. Or, I used to love swinging. And they're like, yeah. nah, like, you can't be here. I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Um, and then Charlie ended up dying in the middle of the school year. So I'm How on my own. That? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I was young. I wasn't going to ask. I just knew he had complications. Like he had a lot of health issues. Yeah. So it was back to like, all right, I guess I'm on my own again. I I had nobody to like go hang out with because like he never left his class. I was like, oh, I'm going to go be Charlie's helper during recess so I can like avoid. Jasmine was my main bully. Uh She, she was literally leader of this like, yo, let's make Sabrina feel like shit. And like. And we're this and all. I'm like, how do y'all know these words? Yeah. What is happening right now? And y'all see me. I'm like, you know, like I, I thought I was, I would, well, I didn't think about this at the time, but you would have thought that I would able, I would be able to blend in with like, you know, all the Mexican kids and stuff like that. But no, they looked at me. There's something different about you. I don't know about you. Yeah. And I got, and that, you know, that has to stem from home, which is crazy. Of course. Me. Of course. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I remember I'll never forget, my grandmother went back to New York. And so my mom had to hire a babysitter. Mm. And so the babysitter, um, I had to get dropped off there. My mom picked me up from school, dropped me off at the babysitter. And the babysitter's like, oh, it's okay. I have another uh, girl that I babysit. She's in the other room. You can go hang out with her, go play with her, whatever. And so when I walk in there, it was fucking Jasmine. When I tell you my heart dropped, yeah. I was like, this is about to be the worst day of my life. Right. She was so quiet. She mm. had nothing to say without her whole Crew. bully squad. Yeah. And after that, she never messed with me again because I was just like, it's us now. Like, wh- like what's up? Right. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And, um, yeah, she never really said anything. I guess it's because she realized, like, damn, I'm going to have to be one-on-one with this girl yeah. if this is her babysitter now. Right. Um, which ended up not happening because my grandmother ended up coming back. And then we also ended up leaving uh, Cali to go back to New York. But, yeah, I that shit stuck with me forever. Yeah. That, like, like I was never good enough. Oh, but before I left that school, this kid, Rob, mm. Robert, he ended up moving to to the area, went to my school, uh, only only black boy in the whole school uh-huh. and he was from Queens. Oh wow. And we when I tell you we clicked yeah. right away, like I was like, yo, you got my back, I got your back. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I felt terrible when I had to leave. Oh, like we both by we both cried. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I was like, Oh sorry, ba- I'm sorry, Rob, I gotta go. Like da da da. He's like, We we literally cried. He was like, You do you have to move? I was like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to New York. He's like, I wanna go back to New York. But, uh, yeah, it was real bad. It was, like, it really messed me up for, like, years. Yeah. Like, literally years. And it even had, like, my perception of, like, Mexicans. Uh-huh. Like, it screwed it screwed it up. I had to heal that yeah. side of me. But to me, Mexicans hated me. Right. So why would I even care about them? And also, it was so frustrating because I was so erased in my childhood and I come from a very prideful background. You see my background. Yeah. You see Dominicans. You see Puerto Ricans. Like right. very Haitians as well. Very yeah. proud. Um, so to go somewhere where they're just like, man, fuck your pride. Like yeah. you're not one of us. 
you about to feel this. You about to feel yeah. this pain. And mind you, I was eight and nine years old going yeah. through all of that. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? God damn, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't say, you Slarita said, yuck, Queens. <laughs> Slarita's like, yeah, good thing you got bullied. You from Queens. <laughs> Slarita lives where? Brooklyn? Hell. Where you live, Slarita? Part of the five boroughs. <laughs> I think he lives in Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. But I can't remember. Oh yeah, Brooklyn. Of okay. Yeah. That, but that's where I'm from. Don't yeah. Make, don't make fun of Rod. He was my only friend. Um. Yeah. So that's. So you know, Mishi. Um. It's tough because as a parent, you want to get involved and be like, you know, you leave my child alone. You know. And it's hard to, um, you 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 want to know where your boundaries are as a parent to to help your child against a bully situation. Like, do you want to go up there and raise hell? Do you want to take it to the the to the parents of the other child? You you, you want to protect your child at all costs. So it's just like, if I was in your shoes, I'd probably try to get in contact with the parents and be like, look. You know, your child is, but the only, the, the risk of that is, okay, you get that kid in trouble. Now is that kid going to further take it out on your kid? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you told, you told your mom and then I got in trouble. So now, you know what I mean? And I don't know, I don't know if it's for your daughter or your son, but like, you scared of, you scared of the ramifications of that or, or man, you know what I'm saying? Such and such is a snitch, you know, so now they got to deal with that or, you know, it's the ramifications of, but for me, I'd be like, yo, man, your child is doing too much. This is what your child's been doing and, oh, it's your son. So, yeah, so that could come with, you know, I'm going to fight you again because you got me in trouble Mm -hmm. or you a rat now. You snitching, you running and telling or... You could be like, all right, <laughs> put hands on this kid. That's also, you know, something that, you know what? Yeah, sometimes that's the only way. Sometimes that's the most effective way. Because even, even if your son loses, a bully will be like, well, I, I know he's going to fight back. and I barely won the first time. Or I got my ass kicked. Or they'd be like, man, you, you ain't scared. I'm going to leave you be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the most organic way to handle it. And then, you know, and what you know in the situation, if your kid gets suspended, you might just be like, well, it might be worth it. Um, when By the time I was 12 and 13, my thing was when people would try to bully me, uh, I'd be like, does this make you feel better? Yeah. I would, I, I would ask that. I was like, does this make you feel better? Yeah. And like, even as a kid, you're like, huh. Does it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think you have to teach your child uh, why bullying happens and where it stems from, from the, the bully's perspective. Like, all right, there might be some, something going on at home uh, and try to, like, have your child. And I know this is going to sound stupid, but it worked for me as a kid. 
um just be like yo are you all right like are things at home yeah. <laughs> good like because yep. i see you taking a lot of stuff out on me and that's what i was doing and like bully. yeah and like because i had to learn about that early too because uh i don't know if it was my brother who taught me i don't know who oh I th- no was it my uncle somebody taught me that people are mean because of where they come from mm-hmm. early yeah. And instilled that in me like, yo, people act out because of what they have going like children, not people. Children act out because of what they have going on at home. Yeah. And like I remember that just sticking with me and me going to school after that and being like, yo, you good? Like yeah. you need a friend? Yeah. I'll be your friend. Like you don't have to do this, bro. Like Right. Um Yep. And I, I that ended up being me all through middle school and high school being that like like whenever I see somebody bullying, I'd be like, "Yo, you good? Yeah. Like, what's up? Like, you want to go get ice cream after yeah. school? Like, what you need? Like, what's going huh? on? No, what I need? <laughs> you need ice cream. Yeah, you need something. Let's <laughs> go get a bacon, egg, and cheese off the block. Like, we good? Like, they be we friends? Ice cream, all <laughs> mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> is it good? It's on your mouth there. <laughs> but Mishi said uh, he cares less than I do. Really, my middle school trauma <laughs> is showing. Oh, oh! So if he doesn't care, then don't force him to care. Don't make it a big deal. Yeah. Because the second you make it a big deal, then then they're then they're gonna internalize it and be like, "Wait, is it a big deal? Should I be acting out?" And then they're gonna right. notice it more than necessary. It's not really. And also, today's kids are not us. Right. Bullies she, aren't cool. Um. She said he got sincere like energy. Yeah. So if he has sincere like energy, sincere don't. Yeah. Right. He'd be, he be chill yeah. on his own path. So, yeah, that's sincere for sure. Yeah, so don't make, so we don't, don't talk about it. Don't yeah. make it bigger than it is. But also, too, still check in. Definitely check in. But don't make it, you know, because you, 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 you want to make sure you're there at the ground level when it does start to bother your child. Mm-hmm. But you also, you don't want to compound it and be like, to make them super mindful of, you know, and then it stresses them out more. But you also, you don't want it to go too far to where, you know, now they got this trauma that they have now because they got bullied. So you got to find that little that little balance of being aware, being informed, but not not bringing too much attention to it to where mm-hmm. they just like, ah, you know, stressed out. Yeah, don't project your trauma. That's and absolutely if, And right. if y'all know a Gerald Meyer in, have, in real life, because I'm looking for him. I hope he's alive. Facebook? I want to find him and be like, I'm sorry. I don't even know if he would remember me or not, but I would love to apologize to him for, you know, any of the pain I caused. Because that'd be haunting me to this day. To this day. To this day. I'd be like, man, why was I behaving like that? And so, Gerald, if you're listening, and if it is you, and you went to Raymond Elementary School, Holla at me, man. I'm sorry. But yeah. Um the question? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Cause okay. Like so uh Simone L asked last week, yes. Tony, if you feel comfortable answering this, how did you feel after Serene visited you in your dreams? Okay. So many of you know, like, you know, many of you may not know. I've been waiting for Serene to show up in my dreams since he passed. And it's been like, I'm like, man, you know, I want him to show up, you know, just to get 
any type of communication with him, I can, whether it's my own creation in my own mind, which taps into the dreams, or if it's actually him communicating with me through the through the uh, dream. Somebody said, timestamp the apology to Gerald and post it so we can find him. Okay. So it's 59.37 right now. I probably said it two minutes ago. Um. So I've been waiting for Serene to show up in my dreams. So, you know, he passed August 3rd, and he hasn't shown up in my dream. So I was like, man. And then, you know, uh, Sincere said he was in his dream very early on. Like, you know, I want to say it was a couple days after. Uh, I can't remember if he showed up in Cherie's dream. Um, and Sabrina dreams about him a lot. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's just like, man, why won't he come, you know, come to my dreams? And so I was on I was on a flight. I was on the flight back from uh she was my last out of town, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was coming back from Miami. And um I don't know if it was on the Miami to Atlanta flight or Atlanta to LA flight. One of those two flights. And um so I had a dream that um, we were, it was like an event going on. It was like an event. It was something going on, something social, like an event or whatever. And Serene was there. And I was just like, and in the dream, you know, he he really he really did pass. So it was just like, and I saw him. I was like, yo, Serene's here. Y'all see him? And I was I was asking people, if they saw him too. Like, y'all see him as well? They're like, yeah, yeah, we see him. So it was like he was around. We was all just like, yo, he's here. You know, we was all excited and, you know, in awe and just like, wow, he's here. You know, we see him. He never talked in the dream, but he was there. And, you know, he was just chilling. He was vibing. Typical serene energy. And so, you know, I started crying in the dream. I'm just like, you know, sobbing, of course. And... But it's, it's kind of like, it was kind of like sad, but it was like tears of joy. And so it was just like a lot of emotion there. And then uh, I woke up. And I was like, man, finally. You know, I woke up on the plane and I was just like, oh, snap. And so I was excited. And it made me feel good, actually. It was like he finally showed up in my dream. So I was like, ah, finally. So it wasn't like. And I didn't, maybe if I was at home, I might have had an emotional breakdown. But since I was on a flight, I was just like, you know, still kind of disoriented, but still just kind of like, man, that was dope. Like, I felt good after. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good feeling. And I was just like, finally. So hopefully he comes back more often and then I can wake up with that feeling like, yeah. It is. It's always a sense of peace after because he was yeah. in my dream the other night and I woke up like, like I told you, I had a really rough day that yeah. day. But I feel like he. It was almost as if he knew, like, yo, you about to have a rough day. Let me, let me give you a little something to wake up to. Yeah. And I woke up feeling at peace. Um, I was. Oh, Nana P asked if he speaks in mind. No. Uh, that's that seems to be the common theme with Serene in the dreams. In my dreams, at least. Um, is that he doesn't really speak much, or he doesn't speak at all. The first dream that I had with him, we were at Ree's house, mm-hmm. which we were at yeah. Ree's house, and um, we were sleeping in their room, and in a, in Sincere and Serene's room, 
and Sincere was on his bed and me and you were on Serene's bed and uh, all of a sudden between the beds, Serene popped up and we were both like, like all of us in the room were like, yo, yo, Serene's here, Serene's here. Like, and he kept trying to say something. He kept trying to say something, but he wouldn't say nothing. Like he couldn't get the words out. And finally, when he was about to say something and the sound came out, I woke up. But like it always ends up happening like that. Um, And then all the dreams I've had after that were just literally like just him hanging out with us, but silently. So it's like it's his way of letting all of us know like, all right, he's around. Mm. Because the last dream was me, you and Sincere. Well, not the last dream. One of the dreams was me, you and Sincere hanging out on some adventure, you know, doing what we'd be doing. But Serene was there, too. But he never spoke. But he was with us the entire time. Yeah. And just silently, like, going through the day and through the moment with us. And mm. um, and then even in the last stream was us going, like, party hopping. Yeah. Uh, and we went from, from some, somehow, you know, dreams don't make sense. We was mm. in New York. We was in Puerto Rico. We went to DR. This yeah. is all in my dream. We were all party hopping in all these all different spots. Stops, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, it's, but you it made sense. Ride the bike over to Puerto Rico and then <laughs> hop on the bikes and go to DR. You know, yes. easy work. Uh, and he was with us the entire time, but he was having like a good time. Like, uh, he was laughing, but no sound, Mm -hmm. uh, smiling, having, just having fun, just in the moment. Um, but yeah, he never speaks. I, I have heard his voice before, but it was awake. So like, I don't know if I'll ever hear him in my dream, but maybe he's saving that. He'll probably talk to you eventually. I'm waiting. Yeah. Marie says, I was watching the interview on Oprah and the psychic was explaining that people that pass sometimes can't communicate easily because it's at different vibrations, uh, frequencies than us. Yeah. Ah, okay. That makes sense. My grandmother, uh, personal account one, (laughs) says, my grandmother never speaks in, in mind either, nor does she have strong emotions. She be very Mona, oh, Mona Mona Lisa. Lisa with it. And I'd be like, oh, so uh, all angelic now, huh, Granny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sad for the first five years when I dreamed of my mom. But after that, I would wake up happy and refreshed. Miss mm-hmm. uh, Re Renee says, my dad never speaks when he comes to my dreams either. But somehow I always know he's telling me he's okay. Yeah. And that was the vibe. That was the feeling I got. When he was in the dream, it mm-hmm. was just like a sense of like, it was a good feeling. And I was just like, yeah, okay. And I was excited. Like, I yeah. was like, finally. Yeah. You know, because I, I was beginning to worry, like, you know, is he avoiding me? Or is he like, you know, did I do something wrong? So it would be like. Nah, I think he was just waiting at? for you to be on a flight. So you don't. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Dad, flight I'm going to pull up on you. <laughs> Pull up on the Miami I'm flight. Up That's up when I'm coming in. Yeah. Like, why that flight? I mean, I want to go to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> That's very serene. Right. <laughs> so serene, like, yeah. I'm or, like, if that dream was, because that, that flight had an Atlanta connection. Oh. Because remember, he was supposed to go to Atlanta with us yep. the month he passed. So it was like, did he show up because Atlanta was in the equation? Wait, was it after the connection or before? I can't remember if it was. Miami to Atlanta or Atlanta to L.A., but Atlanta was the... Because if it was Atlanta to L.A., maybe he did come with us in August. Yeah. But he stood there the whole time, and you picked him up. He finally got picked up. He was like, all right, let me let me head back. Right. 
Um, my I, the, I dream about my dad's mom, my grandmother, um, often. I always always like to uh, specify which grandparent because my grand my other grandmother is still alive. Uh, I dream about her. I used to dream about her a lot, a lot. But like, I dream about her once in a while. I dreamed about her with Serene yeah. before, um, and I hear her laugh. Her mm-hmm. laugh was always my favorite thing. So that's the only thing I hear from her yeah. is her laugh. Mm-hmm. When she pops up, she just be laughing. I'm like, yeah, laugh. Get that giggle in. Yeah, her. Oh man, her giggle was the best. They um, got some good stories in here, man. Yeah. Oh, we should. Yeah, Kiyoma said I had one dream of my cousin after he passed, and I woke up. And forgot that he was gone for a second. Oh yeah. Florida so said, "I hardly knew my father, and he'd be talking like a motherfucker in my dreams." My brother was in my dream after he was murdered, and I asked him to stop spooking me, and he he don't really uh, pull up on me no more. And you done kicked your brother out of the dream, Florida. That's, that's so, Florida. Florida <laughs> would do that. Like you, you're freaking me out, bro. He's trying to tell you, like you know, hey man. You know, play the Powerball this weekend. Here's the numbers. You're like, man, back up. Right. <laughs> Andrea says, Tony, I feel you saw him on your plane ride because you were close to uh, his new casa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Uh, Queen Pam says, my father passed in 2020, and he has never visited me in my dreams, but he has come to visit while I've been awake. Oh, wow. I would love an awake visit. I'm sorry about your brother, Slorita. I, I never knew that you lost a, a brother like that. Yes. That's tough, man. Sad. Tiffany says, my brother leaves me dimes in real life. In dreams, I see him happy and joking, so it's a good time. There was that one moment on the on the stairs. Remember I told you about it? That yeah. I thought that you were on the stairs? Yeah. I So let me tell y'all. So I was on the uh I was going up the stairs and um I like I had I was like, oh wait, I forgot something downstairs. Mm-hmm. So when I turned around, I grabbed whatever I grabbed and then I started walking back towards the stairs and I I saw what I thought was Tony come down the stairs and I only saw thought it was Tony because of the like the height mm-hmm. and then stop midway and then go right back up the stairs and but it was like it was like black like it wasn't i didn't i didn't see a lot of like skin color or anything like that mm. so it was just a a, a dark ass shadow of tony and i was just like yo so did you just come down the stairs and then go back upstairs and you're like no it's like you sure I'm like nah <laughs> not sure <laughs> <laughs> you sure you didn't yeah, just get up I'm not. but uh I've definitely had moments at the corner of my eye where I'll see somebody in the house. And also I feel like some sometimes when I'm like really scared, sometimes I'll feel like somebody's actually like actually walks into the room and then I'll just kinda be like, All right, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you that, thought you you thought you saw somebody last night. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. I thought it was you walking down the hallway. Yeah. That's why when I saw you, I was like, Wait, hold on. And yeah. I looked and I was like, What? Because I was like, What you looking at? And then you was like Thought I saw somebody coming down the hallway. And I was just like, it was so weird. It's and it's so vivid too when I see these things. It's yeah. not like, 
like, oh, it's just my eyes playing trick. It's literally vivid. Like that coming down the stairs, I really saw yeah. somebody come down the stairs and then go right back up the stairs. And it literally stopped me. I was like, nah, son. Yo. Like, <laughs> y'all got some great dreams in here, man. I yeah. see y'all. I lost both my grandparents last year and they've never been in my dreams, but I can feel my grand grandpa's presence when I listen to Sade because that was his fave. Oh, snap. Hell yeah, Kiyomi. Uh, personal account said Sabrina you may be closer to the veil than most of us I absolutely am I I put my dad's mom to sleep in a dream uh, because she was older and we used to do that Um, kissed her goodnight and uh, I turned off the light and closed the door behind me and once I closed the door I was woken up with the news that she passed away in her sleep so it was as if I actually like got to say goodbye to her in my dream Mm -hmm. um and after that, well, not even after that, before that, a lot of stuff used to happen to me. But uh, whenever somebody passed, I always get visited by them. Like, always. Like, one of my close friends passed two years ago. He pulled up a lot. Like, a lot. He don't pull up no more. I feel like he's chilling now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, well, last time he pulled up on me was shortly after uh, Serene. And I remember asking him, like, yo, can you look out? Like, cause they're like, he's, he's my age and he's like, cool. And I was like, man, look, go look for him. Yeah. And yeah. So it's, it's weird. I I definitely deal with a lot of that. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Just pick your timing. Like Slarita <laughs> said, please just, you know. Yeah. Pick your timing. Cause sometimes when I'm home alone, I'm like, I'm How come spirits never pull up outside? They do. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, usually, you hear a lot of uh, cemetery stuff, of course. No, but, but uh, I never, but I outside, never hear at the park and stuff. Outside at the grocery store, I saw my grandfather, or like you know, it's it's usually inside the house, or you know. Now nah, there's this park in Queens, mm-hmm. and oh my god, that shit is haunted. I remember one time I was in there, I was like, Nah, I'm out hearing voices, hmm. hearing all types of stuff. I was like, I'm out of here. I gotta go. I'll be wondering, man, because most most of the most of the experiences we hear about outside of a cemetery is like, you know, inside. Nah, there's a lot. I feel like I watch a lot of videos on it too. Yeah. I, I I hear a lot of like like there's been grocery store stuff. There's been obviously hotel stuff, um, highway stuff. There's hotels the, inside though. Well, all right. So highways. There's haunted yeah. bridges. There's haunted, you oh, know what ha- I mean? On the side of the road. Yeah. So, you know, they'd be outside. Yeah. They'd be outside. Maybe it'd be crazy if we if there was like a ghost on the corner. Like they used to be a, a call girl. We'll say that. And I guess <laughs> it's harder to pinpoint if it's if it is a ghost outside because you that could have just been a person. Yeah. And you just, you know, you thought it was a living person, but it was like, no, nah, that was yeah. You got to find out. I guess you wouldn't know. But in your house, you know. Like, yeah. what the hell are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be easier to pinpoint a ghost in the crib. Yeah. Um, let me get to this movie review, man. Uncharted. Uncharted. Um, the movie based on the popular video game that I've never played. Have you ever played Uncharted? Uh, Yeah. Actually, yeah. I have. I think my heart wasn't in it, though. No? I only played it because... Uh, who had it? 
one of my boys had it mm. back in the day. I was like, oh, yo, you're playing this? I didn't really care about it. No. You yeah. played it or you watched it? I played it. Okay. Yeah. And you played it, Amir? Yep. You liked it? Yeah. Uh, I haven't beat I haven't beat any of them. Oh. But I played all four of them because there's four. It was good? They're, yeah. They're really, like, what? just in general, they are, like, really good. Especially the story. You get immersed in there, but then I fall yeah. out of it because I just start playing other stuff. Okay. But, yeah. I've they're, heard they're, they're good critically, things. yeah, they're critically acclaimed games for yeah. sure. I would love for them to do another one, but I don't know when that'll be. Yeah. So, because I've heard nothing but good things about the game, and it looks, it looks dope. It's just I was like, man, I know that game's gonna suck me in, so I always avoided it because I was like, I ain't got the time. Because oh. I know, like, if I'm really feeling the game, cracked out. I remember yeah. now. I was at my cousin's house. My cousin Jr. was uh-huh. playing it a lot. I was like, I'm gonna play. Yeah. And he was just so annoying as I was playing. That's why I was like, I am never playing this uh, again. He was one okay. of those like backseat game players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why like, are you doing that? Like, do Won't this. You just, yeah, I don't like, know. go over there. Do this. I'm like, let me play. Let me figure yeah. this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so going into the movies, you know, I heard they were making a movie. I had no attachments. I had no. Side note, I want to know y'all favorite video games of all time. Like your favorite, if you had to pick one game that's your favorite video game of all time, I want to know what it is. But anyway, so Uncharted, um, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. Um, and I'd be forgetting, like Mark, a lot of people don't fuck with Mark Wahlberg because of his racist past. Mm-hmm. And I'd be forgetting about that until I post something and then y'all be in the comments like, yeah, man, man, fuck Mark Wahlberg, you know what I'm saying? You know, we ain't forgot. I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 he, he was, a, you know. And so um, I'd be forgetting about that. And um, so people, people felt like they kind of miscast with Tom Holland. It was like people didn't seem happy with that casting for whatever reason. And since I don't really know the game, you know, I had, I had no, no attachments. Do you feel like, Amir, since you played the game, do you feel like T- Tom Holland was a good casting choice? Uh, I think people might have thought he might have been a little too young as far as, like, looks-wise. Because you can pretty much get, okay. like, he, he, it's not like he looked too far off from it, but yeah. I kind of envisioned somebody else. Yeah, okay. I'm terrible with actor names. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but it's it's this one dude that comes to mind. He was in um. He was in Knives Out. Not Daniel Craig, James Bond. Nah, no, 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 no. Chris oh. Evans. It, was he in Knives Out? See, I don't. I I'm, I have the face. Yeah. But I can't think of the the person's name. But there's a specific dude that I know. Like I look at his face, I'll be like, I feel like he could have played. Oh, okay. The, the guy in Uncharted. Uh, Nathan Drake is the. Nathan Uncharted. Drake. Uh, Nathan Drake. But I I gotta I have to look the actor up. I, I'll I'll yeah. dig right now. Let me see. Okay. Is it this guy? Nah, not him either. Who'd you pull up? Chris Evans. Oh yeah. Nah. Um. <clears throat> So, uh, so the movie comes out. So I'm going into the movie with fresh eyes. Like I'm just going in to take, take it in. Like you know, and you know, uh, t uh, video games that turn into movies have a horrible track record. We know Street Fighter was terrible. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the first one was, you know, pretty good. Uh, second one was trash. The redo of Mortal Kombat was okay. Super Mario Brothers was a disaster. Max Payne was a failure. Um, you know, uh, what other video? 
Resident Evil, a lot of people didn't fuck with, and they made like several of those. We was just like, you, you went so far from the hmm. original source material, we don't even know what we're watching. I think they made a Tekken video game. It was just like, all right, uh, what the hell is happening around here? And so, you know, they have a horrible track record. Sonic the Hedgehog came out recently, and that did well. Like, it did well, pretty good critically. And, you know, Jim Carrey was great in it, and um, it did well, and, you know, it constituted a sequel. So, you know, going into the video game movies, and you, you, would, you would think that, you know, video game movies would naturally do well because the gaming community is so large that he'd be like, yo, man, sign us up. But that's not the case. Um, oh, the Street Fighter movie was some of the worst shit I've ever seen. I hate that movie with a passion. Um, so, but I'm going into Uncharted, just coming in on some, let me watch an entertaining adventure, you know, flick with some treasure and, you know, globe trotting and, you know, Tom Holland, you know, looking for treasure. So, you know, it's a story about, you know, Tom Holland's character, Nathan Drake. He was real close with his brother and they were real close when they were younger. And his brother was into, you know, artifacts and you know, ancient history and like, you know, globe trotting and this, that, and the third. And so they were really close, but they ended up getting separated because they were orphans. I guess they lost their parents or whatever. And so he got in trouble at the orphanage. He was like, yo, we're going to take your brother away. But his brother was like, nah, fuck that. I'm running. I'm hiding. You know, hey, little bro, man, I got to dip off. But we're going to reconnect soon. You know what I'm saying? We go, let me go with you. Like, nah, you can't go with me on this adventure. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but I, hey, I'm, I'm always be waiting for you, big bro. And so, you know, so he grows up. He's this bartender that can do mad tricks with the with the glasses and the bottle. He be shaking it up, you know, charming guy. But he's also a pickpocket. So, you know, there's that. You know, he links up. Mark Wahlberg is like, yo, man, I stole the chain that you just stole. Here's my card, man. I know who you are. Come rock with me. I used to work with your brother. You know what I'm saying? You treasure, you know, get in on this. I need your help. You know, but your brother, hey, I can reconnect you with your brother that you've been looking for. I'm like, man, what you know about my brother, man? Hey, I know everything, man. I used to work with him. We was on the treasure together. But you, you, I don't want to do this. Boy, all right, you don't have to do it. But your brother could be out here. Huh, my brother, huh? Let me think about it. Let me marinate. Because, you know, the, the hero is always reluctant to get on the thing in the beginning of the movie. They'd be like, nah, man, I'm doing fine pickpocketing and being a bartender, man. I ain't never going to do this mission with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm fine living my life. They always resist. In the beginning, the heroes never just do the, hey, man, what's up? Hey, man, I'm looking for treasure. Well, let's do this. You know, it's too easy. So he ends up, you know, linking with Mark Wahlberg. And he's like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe if we find this, you know, we can find your brother. You know, there's the heavies, there's the villains. Like, yeah, man, we want that treasure by any means. You know what I'm saying? You know how much that's worth, man? Human lives are expendable, man. We want this, you know, we want this money. There's, uh, what's the black actress that's in it? Uh, oh. she's the villain, you know, Antonio Banderas, the, these are the heavies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, so they out here looking for the treasure and, you know, human lives are expendable. We're going to do whatever it takes to get the goddamn treasure. We need these keys found. And then there's this girl, she comes into the picture. Tati Gabriel. Who? Tati Gabriel. Okay. I'm sorry I put so much emphasis. Yeah, she put oh. a, lot of, a lot of sauce Tati in Tati Gabriel. It yeah. doesn't sound as Tati. <laughs> Teddy Gabrielle. <laughs> but when I say Tati Gabrielle, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Good night. Oh, she's the heavy in it. Uh, so she's the villain that's chasing them down on every stop they go to. And so Tom Holland is, he's charismatic, man. I like the guy. 
Like I like him. It's like Peter Parker in a treasure hunt movie. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not much difference between him and Peter. You know, Mark Wahlberg is typical Mark Wahlberg. He was he was cool, you know, passable, you know, all right. But you know, he, he wasn't really doing too much, but he was Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland had a pretty good rapport, you know what I mean? Um but I didn't the, the action set pieces didn't really excite me to be honest. It was just like, all right, this is cool, nice little nice little something, but I wasn't on the edge of my seat. It was just like, all right, cool. You know, we saw that. We saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um what y'all waiting for? Your movie with Michael Jai White. Oh yeah, yeah. Sabrina's super excited about oh, this movie. Man. <laughs> she, I'm be I'm be promoting it more than you. Super excited. <laughs> um I got something I kinda wanna share with y'all, but I don't really want to share with y'all, but I kinda wanna share with y'all, but I ain't gonna share with y'all. But uh <laughs> so the action set pieces, they were cool, but it wasn't like pulse pounding. I wasn't on the edge of my seat. It was just like the villains were doing dumb shit. And getting outsmarted, and it was just like you are horrible villains, you know. And his <laughs> old girl looked great as a villain. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, but it was just like they're they're, they're inadequate, you know. And did the did the action excite you at all? <sighs> there was some scenes that had me at the edge of my seat, oh. like oh, what's gonna happen? Like uh-huh. the I don't want to give away too much. The airplane scene did that get you? No. Okay. That scene was dope. Uh huh. But the uh, the when they were in the, this is like the first scene when they fi- finally do something and Tom Holland was oh, like, at the auction place at the auction. I couldn't yeah. think of the, the word. The auction scene. I was yeah. like, how the hell is he gonna get out of this? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I like that. I yeah. like a how, how are they the, gonna get out of this? How the hell are you getting out of this yeah. uh, situation? And so that was exciting to me. Yeah. Um, it was exciting to like, I right, what what's about to happen? Because I really, I don't even remember their plan for that whole scene. Right. I really don't remember what they said that they were gonna do. Yeah. So I'm literally watching this like they were and, going in there to get the key, and then oh, get, I knew why, why yeah. they were going. Oh, oh, I didn't know the plan. Yeah. To retrieve it. Yeah. So I'm watching this like, how what. What is happening? And right. so it was it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um and man, I'm a fan of Tom Holland, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he he's fun. He's fun to watch. Yeah. And he was fun to watch in this movie. He was he was I'm telling you, he he's, was Peter Parker yeah. in this. And I, I like Peter Parker, so I was just like, all right. Yeah. Just Peter Parker, no spider webs, no web sling, and mm-hmm. he's looking for treasure. Mm-hmm. So on that end, I like Tom Holland in, in movies like this. I just wish uh I wish the the action was a little a bit more exciting. It was entertaining though. Like I you know, I felt I felt entertained by the whole proceedings. So, you know, it was a cool I would say it's a decent matinee. Like if you go in there not not handcuffed to the mythology of the game and you just watching it for what it is. I think you can come away entertained on like a matinee. You know what I mean? I think you can come out of the theater like, that was cool. That was, you know, entertaining. Yeah. And so, um, forget all that. Y'all want to know the smooth jazz review of Uncharted? Well, here it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving Uncharted three saxophones out of five. How many saxophones you give it? Three is fair. Three? Okay. 
So we both, huh? Two and a half. Two and a half. Because a little less. The huh? way that they wrote the villain. Oh, she pissed off Man. about the villain right up. Yeah. Um, so two and a half from Sabrina, three from me. Um, but yeah, so you know, if you ain't got nothing to do on the weekend, you got some time to kill, check out the matinee. You see what it is. If you love the video game, I don't know how you might feel. I don't know. Like I, I don't carry that baggage. For me, the greatest video game of all time is probably Grand Theft Auto. Um, I hate to just say the whole series, but really, Grand Theft Auto 3 was my introduction to Grand Theft Auto. And when that hit PlayStation, I could not stop playing that game. I was in Craig's dorm room. <laughs> uh, not Craig Wayans, but Craig Walker, my boy in college. I damn near moved into his dorm room. I was like, I was missing class. I was just like, I had never experienced a game like that. It was gritty. The hip hop in it was good. They had those radio stations. It was real music from real artists. And you could just do whatever the hell you wanted pretty much. And I was just like, yo, this game is bananas. And then they just kept up in the Annie Vice City, San Andreas. And I'm just like, and it's so fun because the missions are fun. Like, if you do the story of the game, it's fun. You do the side missions, they're fun. They're not, some of them are challenging, some of them are easy. Or you could just, just play the game for hours, no mission, no plot. You just riding around, stealing cars, smashing prostitutes, having gang wars, robbing liquor stores. And you just messing with the cops. You can just do whatever you want to do. And it's dope. And I'm just like, yo, it goddamn gets no better than Grand Theft. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my my top game of all time. I can't just do like a solo top. Like yeah. my favorite storyline game is uh, The Last of Us, the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, it was literally my favorite. I love that game so much that I played yeah. it three times. I like, beat it. Um three times because i was just like this story's so good uh, uh and then my the game that stuck with me even after i got off of it yeah gta because okay. like i'll be on the train in my head like yeah. man i could just snuff right. them out right now take <laughs> take everything they pocket and yeah. then the uh the game that got the most action from me since 2009 call of duty Call of Duty. That's Call another classic. Call of Duty is, I always top. come back. I will always come back to you. Top top five. Mm -hmm. easy. What about you, Amir? Favorite game of all time? <sighs> it's really hard for me to pick one of That's all, all time. That's all it goes. Yeah. Tough if, questions. If I had to pick, it would probably be something old. Like maybe uh, the one I think about the most is like Sonic CD. And that's before oh, wow. my time. But I played yeah. like almost every Sonic game ever created. Yeah. My, my brother was really big into Sonic. Yeah. And I was more Mario growing up. Okay. But the Sonic games had more of an appeal to it, like the yeah. music, the soundtrack, and all that stuff. And it kind of followed through my life, like as I grew up. Yeah. Um, my parents was not fans of us GTA, so oh. I didn't get to play GTA until four Ballad of Gay Tony, like on my own, truthfully. Yeah. And then like GTA five, uh, Call of Duty is a staple in my life, which is why I stopped playing single player games. Mm. The game doesn't have multiplayer, I will not buy it. Like oh, wow. Yeah. for like the past 10 years or so. Yeah. So Call of Duty multiplayer pushed me into another realm of multiplayer gaming. Right. And 
I would say those would be like the most impactful games. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I feel Hell that. Yeah. That's real. Did you play the Sonic that was on uh, Dreamcast? Mm-hmm. That was a good ass game. Which one though? Because he had a he the had like first three one, games. The Sonic first Adventure? one they released for the Dreamcast. When the Dreamcast first dropped, that Sonic was was It had was been the, Adventure. Yeah. Sonic Adventure and then there was Sonic Adventure Two. I think it was Adventure. Yeah. Sonic Adventure is good. Sonic Adventure Two, that is the one. I don't think I me. played that one. That is yeah. that's one that you should you should play. Because yeah. as far as like three D Sonic games, it doesn't get they don't get any credit yeah. for what like how they were because they didn't necessarily make that transition as well as like a Mario did. Right. So they get a lot of hate. Like, oh Sonic Heroes trash, Shadow of the yeah. Hedgehog trash, Sonic 06 trash. Like everybody's like trash, trash. I was like that but I played all of them and I'm yeah. like I didn't feel like they were that bad. It's like is am I, you know, Right. Nostalgia goggles on. But I don't you know. You also but. got Mario heads that want to shit on everything that ain't Mario. It says Sonic is the yeah, you know the other side right. of it. But Sega, man, Dreamcast was ahead of the game. Dreamcast was oh, a dope yeah. system. PS2 just came out with. They just had they, more. They literally, no. Nah, PS2 came through and it was like we can do what you got, but yeah. we got DVD player, and everyone was like, ah, mm-hmm. oh. and yeah. the price was cheaper, and then Dreamcast had no shot. Yeah, and it's a it's a lot of history and stuff. My me and my brother like we study video game stuff, so yeah, I can do the I can talk. You for can this talk hour. this all day. That. My my grandmother's favorite is uh, Sonic. And uh, Mario together, oh, like yeah. the Olympic yeah. games. She loved all of it. No, oh. my grandmother's like a hardcore. So the reason that me and my brother are huge video game fans is because my grandmother. We watched her. She had. She started with Nintendo. She had a Genesis. Um, she had a DS up until dementia took that from her. Mm. Um, she's always played video games and like she loves Mario. I have I have footage. Damn it! I think YouTube might have deleted it. Um, footage of her playing Mario and knowing all the secret passages and like all the secret doors yeah. and like all this stuff. She'd be like, Mira, Mira. And she'll do something. I'm like, bro, how did you know? Yeah. And then with uh, Sonic, yeah, every, every, any Sonic game that dropped, she was all in. She loved Sonic. Yeah. Like, I like Sonic, man. Yeah. I like Mario too, but I, I, I really enjoy Sonic. Yeah. Tecmo Bowl. Super oh. Tecmo. Super Tecmo Bowl. One of the best games ever. Tony's playing that today. I still play it. You oh. put it on that hand. That, yeah. <laughs> damn near all I play is that on that handheld. And I'm invested because I'd be picking your teams. So yeah. you want. I'm the Vikings right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I gotta hit you up again though, because I need I need there's a few more games I forgot to mention. Okay. That I'm see if you can get on there. Oh yeah, but, Crash Bandicoot, man. Good times. Yeah, I never got into Crash. I played them, <laughs> but it was never Yeah. Remember when we were it, playing Toe Jam and Earl? Oh yeah, we <laughs> was having such a heard, good time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good time. Some of those games are hard to go back and play though. If you're used to modern stuff, that's how it is for me. Yeah. Like, it's like ah, oh, I love retro games, and I play them in 3D, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, mm-hmm. we've come a long way. Like, oh. it, it's a good thing that we came a long way, but revisiting yeah. those old games yeah. sometimes is hard. Because yeah. man, really game, hard. video games now, this is stuff we only dreamed of as kids in the '80s. It was oh, just like man. the stuff. When I'm playing video games now, I just be like, I can't believe this is this is a reality. Mm-hmm. Like outside of an arcade, it's just like, and even even the arcades in the '80s have been just blown out the water by you know what we got now. But right. the future is here. Man, I play Among Us in VR, and I yeah. don't think I can. I mean, I can go back, but VR Among yeah. Us is so much scarier because you can't see the whole map. You don't see who's walking up to you. I want to play that. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm gonna get you on there because it's like. That. 
You gonna be like, oh, yes. yeah, oh, because <laughs> Among Us is already scary enough when you get your wig split. You be chilling, be like, yeah, just gonna and shoot. Yep. Like, oh my yeah. god, he's like, I can't say nothing. You be I cleaning out yeah. the vent, and then next thing you know, bleed, and then cut your head off. I have seen, I think I did see it. It was like, oh, Among Us looks crazy in 3D, like a 3D environment. Man. Yeah, yeah, I play it on VR chat, and it's it's insane. It's, it's so much fun. We got to get the hell out of here, y'all. This was a good one, y'all. And thanks for sharing y'all's stories in my Patreon, my patron saints, uh, sharing your stories of lost loved ones and your dreams. And uh, we appreciate y'all for sure. And thanks for the questions. Uh, We'll be back next week. Remember, if you got questions for us, ask us in the YouTube comments section. or You can ask in here in the chat. Just put the big old exclamation and the question marks in the red so we can find you easier. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out that book on Audible. Um, and uh, let me know what you thought of Uncharted in the comments section below. Let me know how you felt about it. Let me know how you felt about the game, the casting, all of that, man. Let me know. Uh, appreciate y'all, man. We out.